Welcome to another edition of IWTV Guide, your unofficial look at what's on independentwrestling.tv. I'm Gary Jayhawk Hawkin, along with Charlie Butter. Uh, Charlie, I, I apologize for not having a witty title this week, but I, I, I'm sure you know my mind's been out of place in the last couple days. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was pretty shocking, so uh, I guess let's get the bad stuff out of the way first, man. Yeah, so uh, this past Saturday... Uh, Tom Schroll, who wrestled professionally in Northeast Ohio, Western Pennsylvania, and Eli Thomas, passed away suddenly. Uh, 34, 35 years old. He wasn't very old. Uh, I knew, I've known him since he started training, actually, and he was managing while he was training. Now, always, always a witty guy, always a funny guy, even back then, really charismatic. Uh, pretty good worker, pretty agile dude for, uh, for a bigger guy. Uh, you know him from the uh, comic book and the toy world, from the Toy Ohio show and things like that more more than anything else. Yeah, he was around that scene a lot, too. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody everybody who knew him loved the guy. I haven't heard anybody say a bad thing about him. Uh, I'll, I'll, tell you a, I'll tell you a quick story about him. When we were doing the show at the Shamrock Nightclub every week. <laughs> I remember those. <laughs> yeah, the Halloween show every year would be all in Halloween costumes. It wouldn't jump in the Battle Royal. It would be the entire show mm-hmm. back in that day. And he was wrestling as part of a heel faction who came at the beginning of the show and said, this show is stupid. We're not doing a Halloween costume. And he wound up being on the losing end of a, like an eight-man or a ten-man tag. And as a result of that, he had to be in the Battle Royal at the end of the night in a costume of the Commissioner's Choice. So the costume he ends up being in is like an old sheepdog costume. <laughs> and this is the night I'm doing the Great Colleen. <laughs> so they put it. So they put the order of who's coming in when, and he's going out like fourth or fifth. I'm going out like seventh. I'm going. We're going out like two spots apart. And he go, when you get out there, just follow my lead. I got no idea what he got planned. So he go out. So he go out there. He does this thing. I go out from my spot, and at that point, it's Eli. Bob and Nick Carey, I want to say Michael Vega, but it might have been somebody else. And then I'm coming out. And as I get in there, I step over the top rope, and I pretend to hit myself in the ball with the top rope going over. <laughs> for the comedic effect. <laughs> and, and I'm kind of, he go, wait a minute, wait a minute. You, in that outfit, that's fine. You, that's fine. Me as the dog, not going to lie, growing on me. But you as the great Kali, what the hell sense does this make? And then he go, chop me. I do that over-exaggerated great Kali overhand chop. Dude ran halfway across the ring to do the over-the-top rope bop, jumping he wanted to fucking put me over. <laughs> that's the kind of dude he thought it looked a, he thought it looked a funny spot and he wanted to do something for me, and that's what we that's what he came up with. Fantastic dude, fantastic guy. I, I mean, I'm gonna miss going to show. With his table cut up and him going, hey, buddy. Yeah. I mean, do you have anything <laughs> to add? I know, you, I know you didn't know him well. But I know you, like I said, I know you know him from Toy Ohio and things like that. So. No, nah, I mean, every time I saw him, we, we casually knew each other. So, like, I'd see him when I worked at Walmart. Uh, I'd see him in there because uh, I believe he was a part of a beer. Dist- he's one of the beer distributors for our yes. Walmart. 
so i would see him he would be checking out the toys whatever uh we we would you know talk about wrestling here and there um always had a smile on his face always just looked happy to be to be there wherever he was and it just it's heartbreaking man it really is all right, with that, we're going to go ahead and we're going to take a brief moment of time in the memory of Tom Troll, a.k.a. Eli Thomas. All right, let's lighten up the mood here. IWTV this week, what do we got, what do we got on the agenda? Well, there's all kinds of important stuff happening this week, my friend. Let me tell you all about it. So, Tuesday, July 21st at 8 p.m. Freedoms F-Spirit 2019. And guess what's happening at 10 o'clock right after that? Uh, Nate please Webb tell is... me that Nate Webb is going to be cooking something in the kitchen. He is cooking for you the first four episodes. So Nate Webb's Dirtbag Kitchen, first four episodes will be up. You can watch those. It's at 10 o'clock on Tuesday in the evening, Eastern Time. Uh, Thursday, July 23rd at 8 p.m. Eastern, Insanity Pro presents Legally Insane 2008 as their Thursday throwback show. Uh, Friday, July 24th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Paradigm Pro. Heavy hitters too. I'm excited for that show, man. There's a massive card. It's gonna be real crazy. Yeah, I, I love the fact that nobody listened to our show last week and how we talked about how short the matches were, but all the comments I call were, My God, that's gonna be like a five hour show. No, dude, it's gonna be like two and a half hours. Like you have no yeah, idea yeah. how short the show is gonna be. Yeah, the the well somebody else mentioned too, and I believe Dom spoke up and was like, Most of them won't be past six minutes long, it'll be fine. So, yeah, it's it'll be fine. Uh, people just need to listen to our show and, and hear us talk about it. What's, what's really fun, though, is that on the back of this flyer that's out there, they have all the rules and explanations of everything for the show. <laughs> so that really helps. <laughs> yeah, we really could have used that last week. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I have that saved. That's in the data bank now. If we ever need that, uh, we have it in the future if we ever go to review this show. Uh, then Sunday, July 26th at 1 p.m. Eastern, Beyond Wrestling presents Two Weeks Notice. So we get some fresh live wrestling from Beyond in Atlantic City. Uh, I know also this weekend GCW's got a double shot going, I believe, on Saturday. One afternoon, one evening show. Obviously, those aren't listed on here because they won't be airing live on IWTV. They'll be on Fight, um, probably at $15 a piece, but... Check those out as well if you're if you're hankering for some live pro wrestling this weekend. You're gonna get three shots of it, so enjoy. And that's everything I got for this week. So okay, well we got a fun show to review this week here. So uh, for those of you who listened to our pre- previous podcast, not ready for primetime wrestling, you know we became big fans of Southern Underground Pro. To the point that we were pretty much reviewing every show there that came out, like it couldn't have been available. Yep. Okay. Well, so this one that we're going to be doing today is Covenant Underground Pro, Stronger, Faster, Louder. 
This took place on March 15th, 2020, from Agent Inn in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, this, this was kind of a snake bit show from the beginning. The normal venue, Basement E, was destroyed in a tornado about two weeks beforehand. So they weren't even sure until about a week beforehand if they were going to have a venue to do this show. They get the venue to do this show, and pretty much as soon as they got that situated, COVID hit. And they weren't even sure if they're going to be allowed to run the show with that going on. They got it in. And I think they're pretty much the last show that ran before everything shut down for good. Yeah, uh, actually, uh, correction for you, the uh, you said it's uh, stronger, it's actually shorter, faster, louder. Okay, I, I was it's, 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 it's based off of a, a, a punk album, so. Okay. Which, you're going to hear some of that music at the end of the show, by the way. Uh, but yeah, it's... Uh, I don't even think you know. It's really funny that that you kind of even said that because Jesse, when he was getting everybody hyped, wasn't even sure that he said the name of the the show right. So <laughs> it's kind of fitting. <laughs> Maybe I did it on purpose to give you catch that. Oh, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I totally didn't, but it's but I figured maybe we'll play on it anyway. <laughs> Okay, so we open with a six-man tag team match. The Bone Storm champion, A.C. Mack, teaming up with Alan Angel and Sean Dean against Mr. Brickster and the Mason Dickson line. Now, A.C. Mack was supposed to defend the title against Wheeler Yuta here. Wheeler Yuta was hurt, so he wasn't able to compete, although he was here and did commentary for a good portion of the show. Yeah. Uh, Alan Angel and Sean Dean have actually got an AEW appearance on their YouTube show recently. So, yeah, yeah. So they're doing they're, they're doing some things. Yeah, this match was real fun. Uh, there was uh, the the finish I, I really especially liked. Um, that, I mean, they they really did a number on Mister Brickster to put him down. Uh, the Mason... That finish was sweet. The Mason Dixon line had some cool stuff. You could tell that they're still kind of, I want to say, like newer, it felt like, because like they weren't quite hitting their stuff just right. However, they they did look impressive, and they very much like to swing people around in circles, it seemed like. So. Yeah, so what I do like, what I do end up liking here is that you... Normally, in a typical tag team match, you got your guy playing the baby facing pair and he makes the hot tag, and a bunch of, bunch of shit wind up happening. There was no hot tag here. Mr. Brickter played the faking pair, and yet he gets some help from the making Dickinson line, but he never really tagged out. We get the finish go. where he gets hit with a bottle. And, and I, I love the finish. Dean and Mac are each holding Brickter in the air horizontally. For Alan Angel to get a moon card off the top. So, yeah, the yeah, double extended moon card. Freaking sweet. Yeah, AC Mac set up the Mac 10, which is basically a pedigree. Uh, Sean Dean grabbed a hold of the legs, held those up, and then Alan Angel's hit that moonsault. So it was a Mac 10 moonsault combo. Sick, sick finish. Uh, for your, your winning team, AC Mac, Alan Angel's, and Sean Dean. Okay, it looks like the Mason Dixon line has been teaming up for about three years. Okay, so they're still newer, newish. Yeah, yeah May according to Cage Match, May of 2017. 
I don't think all their matches are on here, but they're like several gap goes just month at a time, but mm-hmm. Up next. We Big have beef. Gnarls Garvin. Garvin against Nolan Edward. So I, I'm tr- I'm trying to remember if I've seen Garvin before then. I don't think so. I think it's my first time seeing him. He okay, so you might have. He was on the Black Label Pro show uh with uh Slamilton too. He actually was gonna team with uh Manders. They were gonna be a team in Black Label Pro and go and they went after um I'm trying to think who they went after on there. I think they went after whoever the winner of Violence is Forever and JD Drake and uh Kevin Blackwood was. At that show. They like they attacked after the main event. I think it was, uh, I can't remember who exactly, but I know that they were going to be a tag team, and that was kind of like their setup. And then they they weren't going to be at the next show. They were going to be at another one uh, to kind of build up the feud. And uh, unfortunately, Manders, well, I guess, bad getting an offer to work for AAW, who doesn't let its talent work for other promotions in a similar area which Black Label Pro is. So Manders basically had to leave Black Label Pro to go work for AAW. And then COVID hit, so. Right. But yeah, Gnarls Garvin, uh, he, I think he follows me, I follow him. Um, interesting character. Does a lot of, uh, a lot of dabs throughout the day to get him through the days. And uh, he chopped Nolan Edwards in the forehead twice. And and he, and and Edward no fold it, which which kind of fucked me up a little bit. <laughs> I mean, he's no flinch, man. Like he, even when he was getting chopped, he he didn't flinch when he ate those chops. He's he's no flinch. It's all good. Yeah, Garvin hit a couple of German kuplecks that looked absolutely devastating as well. The the power slam off the top for the finish for Nolan to get the three was uh, pretty good too. It was it was impressive. Yeah, that, that's a couple of really unique finishes we got in the first couple matches here too. Yeah, well that's you know the great thing about Southern Underground Pro is like there's all this young hungry talent that that were that they showcase, and then on top of that you get to see just them have some of these outrageous matches that. I mean, that just make you a fan instantly. Even if you've never seen the person before, like you'll take notice of them and be like, oh, damn, this person's actually really good. I should see more of them somewhere. And that's when, you know, we were calling for seeing like guys like uh, Brett Eisen and AC Mack and a lot of those guys in AIW. And we started to see some of them in AIW before everything happened. So. Okay, from there we get Kung Fu Donnie Janela taking on the new South Heavyweight Champion with the belt bigger than he is, Cabana Man Dan. I cannot get over how big that fucking belt is. I love it. I can't wait to to take a picture with it someday. That'd be really cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is a really fun, a really fun match. It's a fast paced, real quick, no downtime whatsoever. 
Yeah, near the end of the match, Cabana Man Dan gets an STF on Janela. All of a sudden, somebody ringing the bell, which we find out, which we find out later, Patrick Heater. And during the confusion, Janela gets a low blow in, and then gets the pin. Johnny Janela, Johnny Janela with a cheap one over the new health champion. I would actually like to see this go a couple more minutes. Took about eight minutes or so. I would have liked to see it get a couple more minutes. It was really good, really fast paced. Mm-hmm. Good old Cabana Man Dan. All right. From there, it is a tag team match, non-title, <laughs> a non-title match. The tag team champion, Violence Against Forever, Kevin Koo, Dominic Garini. Taking on the Chikara team of Boomer Hatfield and Molly McCoy. Hatfield and McCoy. I so, get that the storyline is that they're cousins, but really Hatfield and McCoy should be feuding with each other. Well, hold on. Uh, so, interesting facts here. It is made mention on commentary that the, the, the tag team trophy holders, Violence is Forever, that their trophy was stolen by members of IFHY at the last show. So that's why they don't have their trophy. However, in the meantime, since COVID has happened, uh, there have been some very interesting photos of some belts uh, on Twitter that they've teased. So I'm pretty sure they're going to get title belts uh, whenever they're able to come back, or at least they have title belts now. So I'm excited to see what they fully look like, but they look like they were made uh, in a similar style to the AIW ones, so they look pretty fucking sweet. Um, I can't wait to see what those look like. But yes, uh, Hatfields, McCoys, uh, eh, you know, for Chikara reasons, they're not going to feud. They're going to be a team. Uh, I know you don't like Molly McCoy. We had to hear all about the, the, the green screen messing in the hair the last time this was... I wasn't a fan of the production on her promo. <laughs> There's a difference between not liking her and not liking the production on her promo. <laughs> it's okay, though, because Kevin Koo gave her a really violent curb stomp. <laughs> you know, my... One of my favorite, one of my favorite spots in the entire show again. This match actually, is Molly McCoy kicking Kevin Koo, and then she faked one, and Koo and Koo ducked me. He's already been hit with like two or three, and then she go two for flinching and just hit him real quick. <laughs> yep, and that's one of my favorite spots of the of the entire show. Uh, Molly McCoy is the fake in peril here. She's double teamed for a long time before she tagged out to Boomer Hatfield. Uh, Hatfield and McCoy each hit Ronak on Kevin Koo. McCoy did take a long time to cut up. It kind of, kind of took me out of it a little bit, but it, it looked good. Mm-hmm. This match went a real long time after the hot tag without establishing a second set of heat or whatever. Probably could have cut a couple minutes off, off of it. But overall, I like this match quite a bit. Get Kevin Koo with the backdrop into Dom Pile, into Dom Pile Driver for the pin. 14 minutes, which ends up being the second longest match on the card. Yeah, this was uh, this and the uh, Garvin Edward uh, matches were my two favorite on the show. 
There, there's another one that I really like too coming up. Like, I mean, I guess I liked a bunch of the matches, but this these ones really stood out to me on the first half of the show. On the second yeah, half, there was some interesting stuff too. Yeah, I would lean to either this one being my favorite or or the main event, which we'll get to later. I'll talk up between those two. With, with everything happening with Chikara, I really hope that, that McCoy and Hatfield stick around together and uh, really start hitting a lot of lot more places. I would really like to see them in AIW or someplace local that I would, that I could see them um, when when wrestling comes back. I definitely want to see them live. I really enjoy what they do. So, I, I still wish they bring Kevin Koo into team with Dominic IW too. I don't know why that happened. Happen. Yeah. In time. Maybe, you know, I'll eventually start my own wrestling company and then I'll just bring them in. It'll be all right. Okay, but we did have we did have intermission here. And then from there we go to the scramble match. Got me at least one scramble match on every cup show. We've got Patrick Heater with Donnie Janella. Again, Chris Crunk, Kevin Riot, Jay Marston, Lee Johnson, and Solomon Tupu. Which, when I saw the graphic on the screen, I thought said Samoan Tupu. And I was like, which fucking Samoan he related to? But no, it's Solomon. <laughs> yeah, I did not take a lot of notes on this one at all. Just the fact that there was a lot of fucking chaos. Yeah, it's, it's a car crash ma- match. It's a scramble match. Go- <laughs> yeah, as soon as one guy goes to the floor, someone else come in. Finish comes when Janela low blows Johnson and Heater choke claim him for the win. Real quick, real short, real fun. Would you say it was shorter, faster, louder? You know, I don't know if I'd go with louder, but beyond that. Shorter, faster works for you. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, come come time come time you just have to get get the job done quickly. That's all. <laughs> all right. So up next, Benjamin Carter against Brett Eisen. <laughs> uh I don't know what would you say about this match? I mean there's there's not a lot to say. I mean, Benjamin Carter becomes the second person ever to kick out of street justice, but he he eats that knee and breaks his fucking tooth right after, so Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. This was right about the time that I received that bad news, so I didn't pay a lot of attention to it. And I feel bad because I like both guys. Mm-hmm. But that was, that was pretty much the thing I that's pretty much the thing I got with Yeah, Carter kicking it out of the street justice. Pretty much almost immediately getting caught with like a Canadian backbreak into a GTF and then the two flying out. I believe he calls it the Gohan to sleep. I like that. Because he's a a Dragon Ball fan, so. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't want to take either move personally, but yeah, he he, his dumb ass kicked out of street justice. I don't know. I thought Alley Cat was just crazy at that point when she did it. Now this little, this little dude's doing it, so I, I don't know. I'd have just stayed down. I don't know. It's just me though. 
Well, if, if I if I kind of an open contract and I found out Brett Aiken with the other name on it, I'd be quitting during instruction. But. <laughs> okay, but then we go to our main event, which we've got over a year of of build up in the into this one. Oh yeah. It is a bunkhouse brawl to determine the number one contender to the Bone Storm title. The one called Mander versus Jaden Newman. And this started off with Newman wanting a match with Mander. Mander saying you'll get that match when you win. Newman getting that win. Getting the win over Mander. Mander's winning a rematch. Newman turning the table on him. Okay, well, when you win a match, you'll get the rematch. And now Mander finally got his win, so now we've got the big rematch. They are on the floor early. Mander swings a chair and hits Newman straight in the ass with it. Once they get back into the ring, it's Newman in control. Newman using a fucking knee clamp and tries to squash Mander's head. <laughs> well, he's got a big head, so it makes sense. Yeah. Newman actually goes for a dive and Mander just levels him on the floor. And from there, it's real hard hitting. This is where it becomes faster and louder. I won't call it shorter because it's the longest match on the card, but it's where it becomes faster and louder. They use chairs, they use a belt, they use doors. Newman hits a counter move into a flatliner through a door for two. Beat the shit out of Manders with the door, get a knee strike for a two count. They got up two doors on top of on uh, over a couple over top of a couple of chairs and go up top. They jockey for position a little bit and Manders gets the power slam off the top through the two doors for the pin. Eighteen forty nine, great fucking shit. Yep. That wild southern wrestling right there. I can't wait to uh, get a chance to to. Take a trip down and watch a show live, man. It's going to be a good time. Hopefully, we can get you on the card and get get you uh, roughing a match. You know, when when shit starts opening up again, I like I'll, I'll go fucking anywhere. Like I I need I need rough. <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna once everything starts opening back up, man. We're gonna we're gonna hit the road. We're gonna do some things. So I feel like. It's it's definitely warranted, and uh, I saw your list of, of goals that you have, and I'm going to be a bro and try to help you check some of those off. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, I try to make my goals realistic, and I think I've done that, but it's just a matter of being able to get out there and prove I, prove I deserve to get those goals. And I've seen you. I've seen you do the do your job, and I know that you can definitely do it. Uh, if if other people had positions where they did, I think you'll do just fine when you get your shot. So, uh, how about this? How about you hit us with your uh, your overall thoughts? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Hit us with it. Uh- I mean, like usual with the Southern Underground Pro Show, it's an easy thumbs up. There's not a bad match on the card. There's a couple that are really fucking good. Mm-hmm. The stuff that's not necessarily a considered would be considered great matches or 
are real short. They don't overstay their welcome. Like I went two, it was two and a half hours with the intermission, and it, yeah, it just flew by. Another thing I want to point out is the commentary on this show. It it did alter some stuff. I know AJ Gray was out there for a little bit. Like you said, Wheeler Yuta was on commentary. Uh, they did a great job of alternating people, and I really like commentary is so interesting because it can uh, bad commentary can take you right out of a match. And I mean, some people they're not great at the commentary or the color of it, but they. They did enough, know enough to to let things breathe, do certain things here and there. I thought the commentary on here was actually really good. I'm going to give them some definite praise, um, especially the uh, main guy that stayed on commentary the whole time. Yeah, uh, What he, I liked about when H.A. Gray and Wheeler Uta were out there was they weren't trying to put themselves over the entire time. They were calling the match and putting the talent in the ring over. And that's something that even guys who work commentary full time don't yeah have a hard time grasping. Right. So yeah, I, I definitely want to give them big uh, props for what they did. What about you, Charlie? Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Oh, you know it's a thumbs up, man. It's Southern Underground Pro. Once I discovered it, it made me really dig into what was on IWTV. That's why I stayed subscribed for as long as I have, is because. I actually started watching them because I wanted to watch a one of their shows from 2018 called Not Problematic. Yeah, let's go ahead and get the plug and get the plugs done here. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter at PW Critique, Facebook and Instagram at Jayhawk1539. Uh, you can also catch me a little bit less frequently these days. Probably about the next month or so it'll be infrequent, but I'll get back into it uh, probably by the end of the summer on Twitch at TFM Jayhawk. Well, you can check out our podcast friends, Wrestling Cheers, Pod Van Dam, the Super Fantastic Podcast, At Odds with Wrestling, the Spotlight Series, and its evolution, baby, when you can hear it. That's an inside joke. Check out our non-podcast friends, Good Company in Cleveland, Ohio, Smoking Jay's Barbecue, and Pollyanna DIY. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Charlie underscore Butters, and you can find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at IWTV Guide. Stay safe, wear a mask, take it easy.
Well, I tell you, man, that looked a delicious dinner. I'm glad I did that. What the hell? What the hell is that? A freaking flyer in my car? Is there an outlaw mud show coming here or something? What the hell? All right, let's take a look. Let's take a look at it. Parking ticket? What do you mean parking ticket? What? What? I have the parking meter empty already. What do you mean that parking meter empty? Fuck you! The parking meter couldn't be empty. You think I don't know exactly how much money I put in there and how long I was in that fucking restaurant? I could tell you the attendance of a spot show in Barberville, Kentucky from 25 years ago. I think I know whether, whether or not my parking meter expired. You got the 800 number on here to pay for it? I got 800 number for you. 1-800-BLOW-ME, alright? Yeah, that's kind of good. 1-800-BLOW-ME. I'm not paying the fucking parking ticket. You can take the parking ticket and show it straight up your fucking ass. How about that? Thank you. Fuck you. Bye!